You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Woo! You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. Pie eaten. Jeremy Wallman. That I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And Eric Cornish. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Warman. All right, and we've got a special show for you and guys. And no- normally you hear Eric Cornish. Eric Cornish, unfortunately, uh, is not feeling well today, so he's sitting this one out. So get well soon, Eric. Uh, we wish you all the speedy recovery on that. Um, but uh, but man, do we've got a a show? I-, I am just excited about it overall. We've got really two guests total. But I want to. We're going to introduce one first, and then we'll let the, we'll let our guests introduce the other guests. But um, I'm excited to have the one, the only Reverend Ronnie Roberts on the show. Rev, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm doing fantastic, Daniel. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. I know. I know. Um, I'm one of your biggest fans, but I'm also one of your colleagues and coworkers. But but Jeremy here, he literally like. He he gets up out of his seat when you come out at OVW Television, so he's he's for sure your biggest fan. I feel the spirit. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that Eric is under the weather. I think he's oh. ducking rest. I think you're absolutely right because when you live a life of sin and sin, sin like Mister Cornus does, when a good rev comes around, it's just too much for you. I understand. I get it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, now, Rev, um, we 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 uh, been wanting to have you on for quite some time. We have an opportunity to have you on for a special reason on this show for sure. Uh, So I want to talk real quick before we go a little further. I want to know how long have you been in the business overall? Um, I've been in the business. I was trying to calculate this earlier. I think I'm either pushing 12 or just reached over the 12, one of the two. I'm on that cusp. Um, So over a decade, that's pretty much what I just say. Once you're over 10 years, you know, the next is like 15. Right, exactly. Um, Exactly. Now you've done. Somewhere in there. You, I mean, you've everybody who doesn't know who who Rev is, and you're crazy for not knowing who he is because all you do is turn on OVW television, and he's right there all the time. You have your own show on OVW, um, um, called The Good Word. Good Word. And if you want to know what that is, it's basically your your typical, um, your Jericho. Um, I forget what Jericho's show was called. Jericho's show, or or the the Piper's Pit, or uh, highlight reel. Highlight reel. That was Jericho's. Yeah, highlight reel. Yep. All those little things. The cutting, cutting edge, edge uh, yeah, KO exactly. show, you know, all those. But better, but better than all. Oh, of them. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that. So, uh, well, you all said it. No, notice I didn't say that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there was a boy saying it, but I will agree. But, uh, <laughs> but you do that. But also, you, I mean, you, you're, you're, you've been in the ring. You've wrestled, like so you've been in the business for as long as you have. So you're, you're not a, not at all. An amateur when it comes to uh, being in that ring, a greenie as we like to call it. You are you are legit one of the professionals out there, um, and you can you've worked from everyone from you know the 
for person having their first match to a person that's been in the business just as long as you or longer and and able to um, have solid things solid matches with them overall but one of the other things too that you've done or you you keep continue to do and I, and I, you have to tell me how many years you've done this but you also are tr- you also train uh, guys in the business correct absolutely that is absolutely right um i could say i've done it really i'll say i've done it full time for um Including COVID time, really about a year and a half. You know, if you add COVID time, there's a little bit more, but that was a different kind of training. It was a lot of online things. Um, but I but I studied and trained under Larry D, who kind of gave me the skills not only to wrestle, but to train as well for probably four or five years before I branched out on my own. So I got a good education, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and doing that, I mean, it's, you know, we all know Larry D from um, Impact Wrestling. Uh, and, and if you're in the Kentucky area, you've known Larry D for many years before he signed with Impact too as well. For so sure. um, great lineage of, of a tree there uh, that, you're, that you're under as far as uh, learning and training and, and then helping develop the next, the next set of people. And there's other people we can talk about you've, you've helped train. I mean, uh, one, of, one of Jeremy's also favorites is Haley J. You, have a, you had a hand praise the lord you had a hand (laughs) in helping uh and helping develop her but uh but you've you've actually been this is pretty amazing i mean not only have you trained a lot of people but but you've 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 got a challenge um over the last year or so of training someone in wrestling that uh most people would probably be like uh that we're not going to try this but you said no we're gonna i'm gonna do this and this can be done and you've succeeded and done this and um and and rev tell tell us a little about our other guests on the show and why why we're bringing this this gentleman on absolutely absolutely and you're right a lot of people and he'll tell you a lot of people just treated him like he wasn't serious no one took him seriously when he tried to reach out and try to get some training um I am very confident in my skills. I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And so after talking to this individual, um, I had him come in. And once I met with him in person, it was a no-brainer. I almost had to. I would have been a fool not to get to know him as a person, uh, let alone uh, teach him about the wrestling business. Um, So I'll introduce him now. He um, goes by the moniker of Darren the Inspirer. So, ladies and gentlemen, introducing one of my uh, uh, youngins, Darren the Inspirer. Darren, come on in here. Shalom, everybody. Hope everybody's doing good out there using those eyes of inspiration. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now, um, now real quick, let's talk about where you're at in the last year or so. You're, you're, you're the lead trainer at Groundhouse Pro Wrestling, correct? That is correct. Yes, okay. sir. That is outside the Louisville, Kentucky area. That, that, you know, a lot of the, there's a lot of guys that, that have trained there that's also wrestling at OVW. Um, me, as a referee, that was one of the places I got my start years ago before I went to OVW, now Impact. So Groundhouse has some, has some history of developing a lot of people. So the fact that they have Rev there, um, it, it's, it's, they, you know, it, it's, pretty, it's, it's amazing because Rev knows what he's doing and he's training those, those young guys up. But while we bring Darren on, let's, let's talk about why Darren is, is what we call um, a unique case when it comes to wrestling. What, what makes him so unique, Rev? Well, I'll tell you, first and foremost, the, I'm about to say the obvious, but it's not so obvious, and I'll tell you why in a second. The man is blind, and I do not mean that, oh, he needs really thick glasses or he just 
can't drive illegally because he can't see. He can't see a thing. And I only emphasize that um, because most of the time when you think of a, a wrestler who's blind in the ring, you think of, uh, I think you, we were talking earlier, you brought up Crazy Steve, who doesn't right. see very well. Um, um, uh, Stan Hansen, they always said when he took his glasses off in the ring, he couldn't see, um, couldn't see very well. Oh, Darren can't see at all. So that's a special case. And it, it, it took some, some batting back and forth um, trying to figure out what we can do and if we could help accommodate him at all um, in the wrestling business, uh, let alone actually be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many, there are many other jobs outside in wrestling that are, are, don't involve wrestling. Um, but it turned out, uh, turned out he's got the gumption, he's got the guts, and he's, what, what, is, what does he say, the... Uh, uh, what do you always say? The spirit of inspiration, the whatever inspiration, whatever it is, and he can do it. And I, I was shocked. No one was as shocked as me, as me. But once you show me that you got it and you can do it, we're gonna go full speed ahead. Yeah, and Darren. Um, so I've, you know, I have, I have a good relationship with Crazy Steve, who is in, at Impact Wrestling, and he is legally blind. And and I've had a conversation with him, like, because he can see somewhat, but it's like, what can you see? And he described. You know, to me, like how how it is, like it's more like everything's blurry and you can't make out any focus, but you can see silhouettes or whatnot. So in your case, so like like Reb was saying, you can't see anything. But um, but I got I gotta ask. So at at, at one time, and, and and please correct me if I'm wrong. At one time, you you could see. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct, and I'm and I'm glad you asked. My eye condition is that of uh, retinitis pigmentosa. And the nature of that eye condition is degenerative. You could you could even compare it to macular degeneration, except that more so occurs uh, in an older age, as opposed to I began losing sight at the age of one, um, and and needed glasses just to color at the age of one. And uh, by the second grade, I was Steve Urkel. I, my bifocals had bifocals, um, and I'd watch wrestling at, at then. Um, you know, being able to make out the, the most of what I could, you know, facial expressions. Uh, I, I think the, the one of the biggest facial expressions I was able to see was the people's eyebrow. Um, and, you know, and had his eyebrows not been so thick, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been able to make it out on his face. But but I found that to be pretty cool. Um, but as my love for wrestling grew, my my eyesight deteriorated more, in, including my love of reading the good word then um, transitioning into Braille and um, I, I had hoped and I had thought, and I had assumed that I would sustain enough sight, much like crazy Steve or, you know, or any of the other ones who are legally blind, that I would have some form of sight to work with in the ring. But by the time, um, I met the age that I am now, um, only thing I can pick up is, uh, lights. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. And, and as I say in the ring, it's the light that shines through me. Um, and go. I'm, what and I'm, I'm talking for. about the power of God, but I'm also talking about that's about the only thing I'm able to detect is the light that shines through me. Uh, and it's it's and, and the deterioration. Yeah, it was scary. It was rough. But like mm-hmm. every other bump and bruise I take, it, it, it heals itself over time. Yeah. Wow. So uh, so then uh, as far as um, watching wrestling, when you could when you could see, then I guess that would that would that's where you became a fan. You were able to see and, and understand and, and know the business. So, cause my, my question at first was like, if someone that that's blind and can't see anything, how do they become a wrestling fan? So it kind of makes sense a little bit where you 
could see at one time and, and was a fan before you're, you completely lost your slight, sight 100%. Uh, well, it's interesting you say that, too, because uh, growing up into, at the School for the Blind, uh, there was a lot of individuals there who were, who were born completely blind and were bigger fans of wrestling than I was. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. Wow. So, and now I will say the crutch now is that commentary is not what it used to be. Right. You know, uh, commentary was everything to us, obviously. And if you go see a wrestling show and I've been to the OVW shows and this isn't a knock against the shows because as the icon of inclusivity, it is my job as a disability inclusion specialist to inform how we can better include all walks of life. So you go to see a wrestling show live and there is no commentary for you the way there is at home on TV. But you want to go watch it live, but you want to hear the commentary. But you want to go watch it live, but you need, but you need the commentary. Right. Um, and I went to a Monday Night Raw, and and I was like, you know, maybe they shouldn't charge me as much to sit closer to the commentators, or maybe there's a headset I can wear so that I can hear them. And of course, nowadays commentary isn't what it used to be, so I'm not even getting as much out of it. And just the, hearing the sound of the ring slamming was just not doing it. And now that I am, am a wrestler and I can understand what each hit in the ring actually means, the difference between hitting the ropes, taking a, a slam in the middle versus the sound of the creaking climbing up to the top rope, but that it's still not quite enough for the full engagement um, as, as, as you would have with sight and that you could have with audio description. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, you know, it's something that a lot of us, you know that that can see we 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 take for granted sometimes. I, I, you know you have those moments where those those are like the little things in life that we we appreciate. Um, but it, it's what's amazing is it's so far just hearing you. You're I mean literally you're such an inspiration because yeah. of because of just how you how you're how you talk how you handle life itself and, and how you see things no pun intended obviously but you see it differently <laughs> you see it differently than we see it because we're looking through our eyes and you're looking at it from a different aspect because because you can't see the way we see right you know that's, that's, that's absolutely right i am i am blessed to not have the curse of sight privilege because it sight is a very dominating sense and sometimes it's very anxiety stricken mm -hmm. um and very distracting um, sometimes it's important to kind of close your eyes. And as, as Ronnie says in training all the time, slow down. Yeah. And when you're blind, you have no choice but to slow down because you know, if, if I'm moving, I'm going through it or, or, or depending on what it is, it might go through me. Um, and, and one of the biggest obstacles in, in coming into wrestling, um, what you might not think is, is the fact of how am I going to know what's going on? You know, I, I want to cheer on everybody else just the same as, as they cheer me on. And one of the, the greatest things about Ronnie, um, uh, just amongst many, is that he never misses a beat to let me know and include me on what's going on in that ring. There's not a moment in training where I feel as blind as I am and not knowing what's going on around me. Um, and, it's a, and it's greatly appreciated because it's very easy to become isolated when you're blind. It's very easy to, to feel you know, pushed, pushed out even when someone is not meaning to. Um, people make eye contact and that's enough for communication with them. And now people are all in their cell phones and not even giving each other eye contact anymore. So um, it's a very sight dominated world and I refuse to let it dominate me. 
Wow, that's it's you. You made a comment earlier, um, and that reminds me. You talked about the good word. Talked about the good Lord. And you got you got a rev here with the good word, but it, it's a scripture that blessed are those who who haven't seen but still believe. And I know that that may reference something else, but it's also references just your lifestyle. Period. You you feel more blessed that you don't. See. It does. That's right. also one of my monikers. Is I'm I'm the man that walks by faith and not by sight, and I'm 144 pounds of fight. Wow. I like that. That's that's some <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. I like Which that. is a little light, but we bulking them up though. We getting them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll get a little more. He'll get there. He'll get there. Um so um now I what made you um want to take on wrestling? What what made you decide? I mean, obviously you're a fan, I get that, but like what made you say, "Hey, I want to I want to overcome this obstacle and do this?" Well, I've, I've actually always been uh, the inspirer for a very long time. Um, growing up in, in the school for the blind, where a lot of us will write off different career paths that either aren't accessible to us or that just seem like will be too far of a stretch to, to meet. And I myself don't like sitting at a computer. Um, I, 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 I like to move and, and sight is very much helpful when it comes to movement. It's a very monkey see monkey do world. That's just how we learn to move. We see others do it. Um, but there's no reason why we can't learn other movements with the details. So I I've been a dancer, um, and I had to fight my way in that. Um, I've been, um, I've, I've done trained in a lot of variations of martial arts, which helps me a, a great deal in the ring actually, mm-hmm. uh, between karate and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo. Wow. And um, and then I've also trained in the circus uh, where I met a young lady who, who also trained at OVW uh, back in the day. And I've actually been trying to become a wrestler for for about as long as Ronnie's been doing this for about 10 plus years. And I've been constantly told, um, no, it's too dangerous. Um, can you see anything at all? Like, do, do we have anything we can work with whatsoever? No, I don't think it's a good idea for you. Maybe you can be the ring announcer. Uh, maybe you can be on commentary, you know, or, or something like that. And the more I heard that kind of backlash, I, I worked at Costco where I worked with a lot of the OVW guys and I was getting a lot of that backlash. And and the more I kept hearing that, the more I heard try harder and I wasn't going to give up. Um, I've met some buddies who got me in touch with Too Tough Tony, who, who was working diligently on finding a trainer. Mm-hmm. And I just needed somebody who was going to give me the same opportunity as he would give anybody else. I didn't want to be coddled. I didn't want any special treatment. Because once you're in there and that bell rings, there is no such thing as special treatment. Right. You know, in mat wrestling and in amateur wrestling, there are special rules when you're when you're either blind or deaf um, competing in leagues collegially uh, and even in high school. And I, and I was a wrestler in high school as well. But when you get in that ring, and I think I love that more than anything, is that, you know, we're all equal, even if we're not equal. You're, there's no size advantage um, or at least there are no weight classes. And and, and I and I love and appreciate that. So. It made me want to try harder the more I kept getting told no. If I was able to conquer and, and hang from a trapeze and silk climb and, and do, do jujitsu, I didn't see any reason why I couldn't maintain a squared circle that doesn't change. Now, you take those ropes off the turnbuckles, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's the, the thing, too. Rib. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I, you know, and I can only, and I hate to quote him without him talking about it because it's his story and his his like but i'm sure it's out there and stuff but like with crazy steve i've asked him you know straight up like you know what you know how do you he can see the ropes and he knows when he does dives and certain things and and he leans he, he kind of 
He kind of he doesn't do punches. If you ever watch a crazy Steve match, you'll never see him do a punch because he mm-hmm. can't he can't connect. He can't see the connect. But he's able. To, he uses. He does a lot of things around the ropes, and you you'll if you watch a crazy Steve match, you'll see that. So in this aspect of it, you know, like you know, he he. Um, and you're, you know, using the ropes and whatnot. I'm assuming that's kind of like your. I don't want to say this, and I don't want to say this in a bad way. So, but like your crutch, correct? I'm assuming, just because you said with no ropes, you would be kind of in trouble. That is that kind of your crutch where you know where you're at I, in the ring. No, I'm, I'm no, I wouldn't say that. Um, when I when I refer to that, I'm referring to uh, hitting the ropes. Got um, it. Okay. You know, I'm 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 counting on them being there when I run. <laughs> <laughs> Still, right. I run through them. and I can't lie to you that I, you know, there are sometimes, you know, I go to reach for a fork that I thought I dropped right in front of me and it's a little bit to the left. And I know the ropes haven't been taken down, but it's, it's just, uh, you know, and, and Ronnie will tell you in the beginning, you know, he's like, hit the rope, just throw, throw yourself into it, throw yourself into it. And, I'm, and somehow in my mind, I'm like, it's going to disappear and I'm going to go flying over this thing, you know, and I'm not tall enough to like totter over. Um, I, I would say that the ropes in, in that regard maintain me in this squared circle. Um, but there are many things that I use to maintain my spatial awareness in the ring that all encompass uh, my orientation. Wow. Mainly, if I may jump in here. Yeah, please do. It's his hearing. Yeah. Um, it's his, his hearing is so sharp that he typically can tell where, well, definitely where somebody else is, but also where he is, depending on his step in the ring. You know, um, really, and I'll yeah, tell you, just wild. one of those things. I was in there with them um, earlier when we were just working on things, and I was trying to sneak up on him. I was just trying to sneak up on him and grab him, take wrestle him down without before he knew I was there. And I'm taking. I got two steps away, and the ring went, and, it, and he shot on me and, and took me down in a double leg. And I'm like, oh, come on! But no. his hearing so. His hearing is so sharp that that's his main weapon or tool, I should say. Well, he he, um, he brought that up when he mentioned about going to a raw and you can and hear the sounds, and now he understands the sounds of the middle of the ring and and the way the way the rope, you know, way the the, the it, it became an instrument. Yeah, it became. Yeah. If, if I can give it a different note for for each thing that happens, and he's right. The minute I hear that floorboard creak, I don't know if y'all saw the movie Don't Breathe, but hey, man, hey, you you you, uh, I had a kind of a break in scare. Uh, about a month ago, and I'm here to tell you, whoever it was was about to get got. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the middle. I'm a licensed massage therapist. I was in the middle of working on somebody. I said, just just wait right here. I'll I'll be right back. I promise I'll be back. I'll be back. (laughs) Now, quick. so this, now, from a referee, of course, a a referee. So from a referee standpoint, I got to understand this. Now, when you're training, you're obviously not, I mean, later you end up training with a ref, and obviously, but like, what you know you're listening i guess the sound of of the rest making moving around in the ring compared to you know the wrestler is it is it that makes a different sound to you is that correct yeah, it does make a different sound because your body weight and the way you move I mean, and and there are there's a, there's a, we got we got one big boy and somehow his feet don't make very much sound at all and i'm and and i and i tell i'll tell everybody you know do not try to accommodate me because by doing that you are actually not accommodating me mm-hmm. because you are who you are and when I'm out there in the real world, everybody else is who they are. I have to get used to what you are in order for me to depend on what I need to do to defend myself or get back at you. No one on the street is going to, you know, walk harder to let me know that they're on their, their way approaching me. No, no one's going to do that. And if they do, they're going to do it wrong. 
So it, it's so so for me, if if and if we've had this happen where I'm in the ring and somebody's footsteps sounds just like the referee's footsteps. I I think it was actually uh, in December. Um, I went in and I had the referee on my shoulder and a fireman carry and everybody's yelling, hey, hey. So I to, <laughs> you know, break my back. I, I did good getting him up. I said, shoot, I got to set him down on his feet or I'm going to get DQ, you know, and then and then because I'm and, and that's the other component with this hearing thing. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, I'm like, yeah, I got this, this is good. My hearing's so good. And then you get an audience in there. And I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. New world. It was a whole new world. Um, it, it was, it was, it was frightening, but my I'm like, I'm already here. Like, let's, let's just do it. You know, I, I've, and as far as the, the pain of wrestling, because it is very real, I run into stuff all the time. It's, it's, it's it's not really I can't say it's not that much different, but it is that. But it, it's a little different, but it's not that much different. So uh, real quick, I have to stop and give a shout out to this person. You mentioned him while I go. And uh, I know we me and um, me and Rev we, before we start recording, we kind of talked to him a minute ago. But too tough, Tony, man. Um, oh, yeah. He's of course. He's an amazing dude. Um, you know, he helped me I, I with my career, giving me an opportunity. Um, you know, he's such a good guy. And the fact that, you you know, you interacted with him and he was still was like you know when that just shows the kind of guy he is where he was like i want to get you somebody we're going to get you a you know a trainer when he was looking for before he found rev and he was looking for somebody he's like we're going we're gonna to make this work we'll get somebody to work. It, like that that just shows how great of a guy he is so it, shout out it, to too it tough. really does shine out to too tough and and when i got too tough on the phone um he he kind of started the same way everybody else does you know how much can you see you know do you have a little bit of this on that i said tony look th- this has been years i've been like please don't do please don't do this to me i said let me explain to you what i've been going through and i'm here to let you know that I wouldn't be calling you if I didn't feel like I could have something in that ring. And I'm not talking about uh, some over over the top gimmick where it's where I'm really not really doing much. I want to get in here because I want to get in here. Yeah. And he, he said, you know, I understand, but just let me do, you know, the, the best I can. And he didn't limit me, you know, all the way up until the day he saw me, you know, bust out a hurricane Rana. He was like, whoa, I say, man, that used to be my move. That was my move, you know? So and and yeah, and we're both just excited for each other because I didn't know where this would go, yeah. you know. And um, ev- everything is in the will of the Lord. And and if it wasn't meant for me to be able to be here and do this, and then the funding and whatnot, you know, uh, then then I wouldn't be. But I wasn't gonna not try. You know, age is not a number for for those of us who are blind. Um, age is also very sight related. You start to see yourself age, and you start to feel the age, and you know, and then it's and then it settles in more because you're you're constantly watching it happen. But when you're blind, you're ageless. Mm, Trust me, yeah. You don't have to be blind to be ageless, brother. I'm ageless myself. <laughs> um, I, feel, I, I feel that way myself, but then some days, uh, like uh, when I when Moose spears me in the ring, then I feel differently. But anyways, oh, um, right. <laughs> so, so you drop that in there. Uh, so uh, uh, all right. So uh, how many? How long? How long have you? How many matches have you officially had then? Officially, I've had two matches. Two matches, okay. And you've got a big opportunity coming up on January thirtieth. Grindhouse's Rumble, Rumble, um, and um, that's that would be considered your your next match. I'm assuming, correct? Um, I, I, I guess I would suppose the official matches are the the one on one matches because uh, before the Rumble, um, before we get to the Rumble match, I have a one on one match finally with Clayton Cannon. Uh, this guy has been, uh, well, I, I guess 
uh, busting my loins uh, quite quite literally. Um, even in my in my first match where he was disguised and uh, beating me over the head with my cane. He's been um, not in favor of you know uh, of the of the inspirer, and and that's fine because you know I deal with discrimination and bullies you know all my life, and and that's what it's all about. It's about overcoming them and not letting them dominate you. So my third official match would be against Clayton Cannon, and I am an official entry in the Rumble Rumble match, and I'll plan to do my best to inspire everyone who comes to see it. Uh, now, Rev, are, are you declaring for the Rumble Rumble as well? No, sir. No, okay. sir. Right. By, uh, you know, I have other obligations across the river that do not allow me to uh, participate in the Grindhouse um, events. Okay. However, I will, I will be there. Be the root, rooting Darren on, correct? I'll be rooting Darren on and a lot of the other guys on as well. Not just Darren. Darren, you know, just to... I guess we're doing this podcast. I might as well put him over a little bit. Um, it, to his credit, I don't treat Darren. I, if someone saw it from the outside in, they would probably think I'm a terrible guy because I don't treat Darren differently than everybody else. And he respects that. <laughs> but everyone else looking on the outside in, they're like, "My, this guy's terrible to him. Did he just crack it? Did he just make a blind joke about this guy? Did he, you know, did he laugh when he ran into the ring? Yeah, I sure did. Um, it's because this man has overcome so much. He's told you a little bit about his dancing, his, you know, his martial arts. This man used to be a model. This man used to lead a theater troupe. This man has done so much and won awards in some of these, by the way, that he... He's more accomplished than the people they can see. So I don't feel sorry for him because he can't see or anything like that. He puts in the work. He puts in the effort just like everybody else. So I will treat him accordingly. And to his credit, he has been down for it. He has been ready for it. And not only that, when some would say the business has got a little softer, he is thankful that I have kind of put him through the ringer to give him something to overcome and make him better. And I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that's, I appreciate that's you, awesome. Reverend. All, and all praises be to the Most High God. I appreciate you, Reverend. Uh, the the bond and the relationship that that wrestling or growth will build any time you you won't know until that flower blooms. And this flower has been blooming, and it's going to bloom even more when I win that Rumble Rumble on the thirtieth. Oh, yeah, man! I like oh, that. Look at that. Look at that. So, um, guys, you Let can the congregation stand. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Rumble Rumble, uh, Grindhouse's Rumble Rumble is January 30th at uh, the Jeffersonville Arena, 1416 Spring Street in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, what's the time that show is going to start? Doors open for VIPs at 1.30, uh, general admission 2.30, and bell time will be 3.30. Look at that. Uh, Sunday, you get in there, you get you, you go to church, you come, you come do the show. Um, and then you, and then you're out of there. You have, you have family Sunday night dinner and you're home just in time. Everybody, kids are in bed, tucked in for school the next day and you work the next day and, and you had a long, long, great day. And, and, uh, every, it, it's, that's perfect. Perfect timing on a Sunday. I love that. That's great. Oh yeah. And it's certainly mm-hmm. worth, it, it's certainly worth checking out. We, we pride ourselves on providing good family entertainment. And when I say family entertainment, you can bring your kid from the your two year old to your eighty two year old. Oh, yeah. Every there is something for everyone. There's not going to be a there's not going to be any cussing. There's not going to be a, a bunch of blood and all that kind of thing. There's going to be good, wholesome entertainment and wrestling. 
Grindhouse has always been that way, and and so I, I love the fact that they're they're continuing that. And I know that's tough. It's funny because if you ever watched Two Tufts' career in the past, <laughs> he's completely opposite. So the fact that he does that, he always he always said it's for the, he this is for the kids. It's for um, the kids, man. So, that's it. Uh, I appreciate that too. My niece and nephew really enjoyed themselves the last time they were there. I had a, a documentary premiere, uh, the story of Darren the Inspirer. Look, listen, and feel me will be debuting uh, soon. And my niece and nephew got to jump in the ring as as tough really uh pushes for the kids to get in there and just kind of get a feel of it because you know as much as the children love watching us do our thing what child doesn't want to hop that barricade and go get in there and just just stomp around for a little bit and and uh those kids actually they did pretty good and so to my niece and nephew tavion and sonia they um I, I, she, she did this hair whip with her beads, and I, I was thinking Bianca Belair better watch out. That's the next women's champion right there. <laughs> there you go. So, I just love inspiring these children and having Tufts back up. Uh, it, yeah, he's he's doing extraordinary things there in the Jeffersonville arena. Uh, Jeremy, have any questions? Uh, no, I just want to let him know, uh, Darren. This first time I've met you, uh, first time I've talked to you, and I'm truly inspired. I, I appreciate uh, me being somebody who's also legal. I. I my glasses allow me to see, but if I have them off, I just see silhouette. I'm just kind of like crazy Steve. I can just see silhouette. I can't say, see anything. So I take these glasses for granted, and you kind of made me look at that a little bit and uh, appreciate the fact that I have those. But you seem like the type of guy who's a stand-up guy. You would not want anybody to empathize or sympathize. You want all the smoke. You want to dominate. You want the challenge in life, in the ring, and I respect you immensely for that. I appreciate that, man. All praises to the most high. Yes, sir. Um, you are right. He does want all the smoke. All of it. He really does. And I think sometimes I think he's biting off more than he can chew. <laughs> but, you know, I respect that more than somebody who decides that they want to cower and not take the challenge. So, uh, Darren, what, what would be your uh, – What obviously I know you – the you're doing your match and you want to you, you you want to win that rumble and you said you're you, you're going to make a statement, but when it comes to the future down the road, where where do you see yourself doing? What what do you is this a career move that you want to you want this to be? What what do you, what do you see yourself going with this this uh, dream and this uh, focus you have right now? Well, like I said earlier, I'm the man that walks by faith and not by sight, and and the pathway that the Most High has created for me. I had no idea I would ever step foot on my plans when I was um, only visually impaired uh, in elementary school were nothing like this. I actually thought wrestling was quite ridiculous uh, when I had sight. Um, and, and the more I lost this sense of sight, the more I gained a, a greater vision of, you know, people argue the, the difference between free will and destiny. And you only have the free will to say yes or no. But the destiny has more than likely paved itself. So wherever God takes me from here on, um, I, I trust in that because that's the only reason why I'm even here. There's a reason why I didn't get into OVW uh, 10 plus years ago because the Reverend was waiting for me 10 years later at a, at a better point in time. You know, perhaps all the training that I've done up until this point has had a, a major hand in the development of my physicality uh, in the ring. So you know, the, I know the, the God guides his hand, but he guides mine, too. And and, and those are the eyes that I see through. And it's I, I can't say uh, what is next to come, but I'm excited to see with the eyes of inspiration, whatever it may be. Uh, I, wow. 
Yep. <laughs> and, just, and just to put this out here, it sounds like he's spitting out a bunch of catchphrases. That's how he speaks, though. You know, yeah. So he speaks speaks naturally in catchphrases, which you know is good because it lends itself to when he gets the microphone. And by the way, it not just Darren, but anybody that comes to my school, there I have guys who can grab that microphone and do their thing. And Darren is usually at the top of the class. Um, but they're all pretty good. But since they're all pretty good, and Darren being on top, that says something. Yeah, and and and, and the fact that one of the best on the microphone that I've ever seen, especially in this area, is also saying that that goes to show that that that's a that's a big compliment because I mean I've seen I've seen Brev go out there with a mic and and just and just own somebody many times. And he wasn't supposed to own him either. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame that on me. It's not my fault. Uh, it, it sounds like your referee shirt is getting a little snug. It sounds like you're insinuating uh, a future microphone battle or a match between the Reverend and myself. And if we're talking about future goals, that I, I would have to say that would be one of them. Ooh, uh, look at that. Uh, I mean, well, I, you- I, I, would, I would love to see you all go at it there. I won't, it no would doubt. be good. It yeah, would be me good. too. I would slay him, but it would be good. <laughs> um, real quick, for any further, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Call Elbow. That's right. We go to callerelbowbrand.com. Use promo code Ringside, all capital letters. You save 10%, and you have the Ringside Podcast out. Collar and Elbow, the best wrestling apparel there is today. All right. So, um, uh, Red- Daniel, real quick, yeah. I have an announcement to make. Yeah. Go ahead. I will also not be entering the Rumble Rumble. I just wanted to get that out there. I was wondering. I just wanted to get that out there and let everybody know. I've got other plans. I'll be in St. Louis for a different Rumble that week. So I had you down, man. That's how I'm going to have to change that. Well, that Rumble will be over by the time that Rumble starts, so you can come It's true. My my wife, look, for those of y'all that don't know me, my wife is a travel nurse right now going around helping everybody across uh, God's Green uh, Country right now. very, very proud of her and stuff. And that'll be the only week she's in town for eight more weeks. So we're taking uh, that whole week and going to St. Louis and just got the hotel ready, just going to chill. We got a, a private area to watch the Rumble at. So that way we don't have to, you know, compromise anybody's immune systems or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah. Right, so right. it's not that I don't want to be in the Rumble Rumble maybe next year, but mm-hmm. I just, this year I have, I have to, uh, you know, she pays the bills around here now, so I have to. Uh, <laughs> you guys just got all straight. Somebody's got to pay the bills. Yeah. You weren't going to win anyways. I, I have my money on Darren, so you weren't going to win anyway. So. I appreciate that. You definitely weren't going to win. <laughs> Listen, brother, you're not, you're not the first one to hide behind your wife, so nobody, nobody's judging you. No one's looking down <laughs> at you. No one is telling you to get out from underneath her skirt or any of that. So <laughs> don't feel ashamed. <laughs> Don't hold your head down in shame or any of that because we all understand, kind of, sort of, maybe. Listen, Rev, I, I was going to put a 20 in the plate this week, but you know, you're not throwing shots at me. You know, I'm six, I'm six foot seven, 350 pounds. I would have been that easy to get out uh, over the top rope. So I don't know. That sounds like a little easier to topple over. You know, oh, the bigger see? they are, the harder they fall. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's I'd true. just put. Look, you'd have charged me. I'd have just dropped down and pulled the rope, so you'd have went over. <laughs> at 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 six seven. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, Rev, I gotta ask this. So you um you've been with the Grand House for a little about a year and a half, almost two years, doing the training. 
you you started your training uh, career uh, with Larry D. Um, in, in Central Kentucky. So, like, what when it comes to um, you know, you're you're also at OVW as we talked about a little bit ago. Explain a little mm-hmm. bit like how how you came about going to OVW. I know you were there once before years ago. Is that right? And then I've been there about this is my third time. Third actually. time. Got it. Um, okay. Well. You know, the first time I was super, I don't even know if I was two years in and didn't understand what I needed to do when I went in there. I've always had a pretty big personality. Um, But my first time in OVW, I went in there and let, forgot about all the personality, went in there and tried to be the best wrestler in the world. Um, Second time around, it's just, I don't know, just things just weren't weren't you know i was being i was being used as in a tag team and i it just i don't know it was, it was i did not care for the environment at ovw at the time and the third time around it was during COVID. kentucky was shut down our training facility is in jeffersonville indiana the arena um i, I guess ovw brokered a deal to come run tv out of the arena that we um train in and have our shows out of and um <laughs> I was actually dead. I've told you this story. I've been dead. I was dead set against going back to OVW. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about Too Tough Tony. He told me, oh, man, um, you know, they're going to use some of our kids. You got to go, you know, make the kids comfortable. And he he got on me enough for finally I said, fine, tough. I'll go. And lo and behold, I met Al Snow and um, and, and just meet, Al made all the difference in the world. You know, I hope he doesn't listen to this because I don't want to put him over and it's like, and he knows that I did it. But <laughs> Al was the Al. He sometimes, sometimes it's hard to get get true criticism and feedback from people, especially when you're used to working close to the top of the card because people just don't want to offend you. They want to play the political game and don't want to tell you, "Hey, man, that kick looked like crap," or something like that. Whereas. I got respect from Al because he gave me an honest critique and honest answers. He saw my strengths and exploited them. Um, and I appreciate that. And so I kept coming back and then I met Doug Basham and then I haven't left since. So Al Snow and Doug Basham made all the difference in the world um, in my staying here. And I appreciate them so much. Yeah, absolutely, and that's one thing that Al, Al knows how to do. You're right; he'll find your strengths, he'll he'll um, he'll he'll uh, magnify those, and then he'll help you with your weaknesses. And he will, he's not afraid to let you know what you're what you need to work on. And yep. um, it's uh, Al's, Al's great. Doug's the same way; they're just great people. So yeah, absolutely. Shout out to to Al Snow and Doug Basham. Dude, I love Al because we did we did was it our 100th episode we did, yep. and we did at OVW with him. And at that time, we had a, a different third guy. Uh, his name was uh, J.K. And whereas I think Daniel, I mean, Daniel had been working with Al, so he knew how to take him for a while. And I kind of knew that maybe I might get ribbed at some point. But, man, Al just ribbed J.K. so much. And J.K. <laughs> just was so shook. And like, finally he had to be like, hey, I'm just, just playing, kid. Just calm that's down. funny. That's yeah, hilarious. And he took, he, that's, a, that's one of those, uh, go back and listen to the 100th episode. I've, I've, me and Rev has heard Al talk about this 100 times, but you want to listen to, you want to go to school, wrestling school, just just by listening, you go to school. It's amazing that two hour, almost two hour podcast that was only supposed to be 45 minutes. And, uh, well, uh, Al just kept going. So, uh, we, won't go to, we won't go to turn him off. Actually, we had to turn him off because he had a, we had OVW had like the live show yeah. was starting like in an hour. <laughs> we had to like get off the, 
that was when we taped the show before we went live, so it was kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I have it, learned that I have to streamline my question to Al, otherwise we're going to be there for a while. Yeah, he's passionate, man. That's that's what he that's is. what I, that's what's great about that. I mean. Um, and the Arsenal Wrestling Academy is in so many different places all across. I mean, I was just in Denver, uh, one of the Arsenal Wrestling Academy schools. There's one in Utah. There's one in Alabama. There's there's things overseas, and of course the Europe, the Europe, and the home of it is right here in Louisville, Kentucky, at OVW. So it's pretty amazing uh, the, the the lineage that he has, you know. And you, so you basically are learning from you know Larry D and that lineage, and now you got Al Snow and that lineage. So you know, Rev's got a lot of a lot of tools there, so to be able to share that with Darren um, and other guys too, as well. That you know, you oh yeah, of but, course, other guys. You know, Tracy that passed. Tracy was a big, huge influence. Talking about a guy who you can, who would still get in the ring with you. You know, I had a series of matches with Tracy that changed my wrestling career. I had known him, you know, and he'd always we'd always sit and talk, and he'd give me advice and all that. But when you get actually get in there and wrestle somebody, and then have that feedback, and not only just wrestle them once, but be in a you know, have a series of matches. Oh man, Tracy taught me so, so, so much. Um, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I had no, to. You mentioned those other guys, but Tracy, if I can, get, if I can put a third guy in there, and because like you said, there's all obviously many of them. Tracy, Tracy is the guy. Tracy Tr- Smothers. Yes, Tracy is. Smothers is, is was one of the best, no doubt. Um, I love when you interrupt them, Rev. That's the <laughs> highlight of the show for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you know talk about Darren. I wouldn't talk about myself too much, you know. But y'all know y'all can't get me talking. Once I get talking, it's a wrap. So I'm trying to be quiet. Oh, man. I appreciate them bringing that up because as 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 a student, man, drinking all this in, and and, and it's one thing to anybody can 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 say they're gonna go take this class and they're gonna learn something, but he really absorbed what everything that he's talking about now with Larry D and, and with Tracy, because everybody that's come through Grindhouse um, and, and still and still even there now, you can really tell, like when we come to see OVW and they're describing to me what's going on in the ring, it's nothing like what they would have been able to do before getting this training and, and drinking in what he says. And when we go home and talking amongst each other, we repeat what we heard in training because it's just that good because it sticks just that well. So, um, you know, his, his reputation really precedes him. Yeah, that's that's awesome, uh, Darren. Quick question on this: uh, So, who would be, who would you consider right? I mean, your favorite wrestler. Who, who do you have a favorite wrestler? Ooh, okay. So, <clears throat> for me, when I growing up watching wrestling, i i wanted I wanted to, see, and I'm I'm from Gary, Indiana, so we scrap up there. Like we we scrap. So that that was pastime, and we and we and we did what's called jabbing on each other, right? That's literally where you talk smack back and forth, you know, on the microphone, you know, uh, the yo mama jokes or just whatever you come up with. And at yeah. the time I could see I had a lot more jokes when I could look at the person and pick them apart. Um, and I was a stand up <laughs> comedian for a while. And it, 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 it made it gave me a, a great challenge trying to because I would have picked apart the whole audience. But um, so growing up, I, I the tough guy. So when I first saw The Rock and Stone Cold fight, I was like, is this still wrestling? Or did, did stuff really just get for real, real? Like, does they, they be throwing hands? You know what I'm right. saying? So um, I, I appreciated them. I appreciated Mark Henry, whom I met. Um, I, I almost met Al Snow. I didn't know he was sitting next to Mark Henry for obvious reasons. I didn't know he was sitting there. But I did meet Mark Henry, and he's in, you know, he didn't say one way or another if he thinks if he thought he that I could wrestle, but he said, you know, if you're going to do something, go for it, you know, type of thing. So um, Mark Henry, your Booker T's, 
Um, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold, uh, of course. Um, I actually do not like John Cena. Um, not very much at all. I, I think uh, I, I have a, a ton of reasons why. But uh, you can't see me quite offensive. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I was waiting you. where he was going with this, and I completely <laughs> didn't even think about that. And oh my goodness, what a, that, that! I can't uh, tell you how many times growing up in the progression of losing my sight, and even to this day, people come up and they want to see how much I can see, and I can feel them waving their hand in my face right. and the fact that that's his that's his thing he has no idea the 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 years of bullying that 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 phrase came with and wow. you can only imagine my 15 year old self uh when he debuted with that i'm at the indiana school for the blind and visually impaired our dorm parent has kind of described to us what's going on and then he does that and the dorm parent just stops like i can't describe that to them and we're like what's going on what happened what yeah. And he doesn't want to tell us what he just did, you know. And, and so it's it's all that in so much so much more in, in different aspects of wrestling. Uh, shout out to him doing his thing. However, I did meet the Bella Twins and Nikki Bella, so I got to compliment him in some regard. I knew I liked I knew I liked Darren. I knew I liked him. <laughs> Can I tell you a story about Nikki Bella? Yeah, go ahead. Please do. Uh, so me and my friend Megan, uh, who, uh, shout out to Megan, I, I mean, just just real good friend, man, right there. And we went to uh, Chicago to see the Bella Twins and get a picture with them and everything. And uh, we're in the same hotel as them, and we didn't know it. And we get up early to go get the, you know, to, the, for the free breakfast. I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna pay that much for a hotel, I'm gonna get the complimentary breakfast. And um, so we <laughs> so get on the elevator. And, you know, I'm, I, I got on my New Day shirt and everything, and uh, Nikki Bella gets on the elevator. And my friend Megan, uh, who's sighted, um, uh, maybe obviously, and she goes, uh, Darren, it's Nikki. And it being so early in the morning, I said, girl, shut up. No, it ain't. And I thought she was messing with me. And Nikki says, yeah, it's me. You just don't recognize me without my makeup. <laughs> and, I'm st- and I'm standing here holding my cane, and I look over at Megan. I'm facing my cannon, and then she walks off the elevator. I said, huh. She doesn't. I don't know. So later, when we go to take the picture, I said, uh, her and Bree come and grab me, and then we go to walk up to the booth. I said, yeah, I wanted to let you know. It wasn't that it was your makeup. I just couldn't. And then she cuts me off because she didn't want Bree to know that she didn't recognize that I was blind because she knew she'd ride her out for it. Right. Oh. Uh... But by the time we got to the picture, I didn't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He said, if you become a wrestler, send in your tape. We do watch all the tapes and and you never know what might happen. But she did not want Bree to know that she didn't know that I was blind and. (laughs) That's that's why. And and that's probably true because Bree would probably get on her for. uh, uh, Oh, for sure. As you can tell from. You know, the way they portray her on the show, you you might. Uh Uh-huh. If her nickname should be Ding Bella. <laughs> mm. I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Oh, my I was definitely taken aback. I said, okay. All right. You'll you be, you'll be, you can't see me. You'll be seeing her in that big old show uh, you're going to there. Uh, uh, so I'll be careful on how you well, you talk about the Bellas. You'll be seeing them live. Yeah, all right. You can tell I'm so thrilled that the Bellas are going to be at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> they say you can look, but you can't touch. But, I mean, I kind of got to touch the look. But, I mean, you know. But it's <laughs> Oh, look at the, this this guy right here. He he is a comedian. I like him. That's, I love it. I love it. Um, my hey, you know what? I'll go ahead, Ralph. Well, I was just gonna say it's funny. He he 
you can't when you walk up to him, you have no idea that he can't see. So to me, and that's why people think I'm a terrible guy. The one of my favorite things is when somebody new comes in and they go to shake Darren's hand and they hang out for about one one thousand, two one thousand, they look around. <laughs> they look they look and they look confused and then I just start busting out laughing because that is the funniest thing to me because you have no idea no one has any idea that he can't see because he's you know he looks fairly normal he's not fairly normal I'm not gonna talk about me he looks like a normal guy you know a lot of blind guys have glasses on the cane handy sometimes Darren just often just walks around just as as he is I mean, look at the glamour shot. He's he's got the glamour shot up here as his Abby. So I, I told you, he used to be a model. Y'all thought I was yeah. joking. There it is. Look. So uh, the, I, I think uh, I, have to, I have to throw him in the bus. He was on our show last week or last the last episode because he retired from in ring uh, uh, stuff. But J Mo told me a story that just recently, I guess, uh, or maybe it's been a while, but he was like. Set, setting up or something and he needed help setting up chairs and he's like hey man can you help me set up, set up these chairs and he <laughs> didn't realize he said he didn't look he, he didn't look like you he, he's, he's seen me before but he didn't look like him he was he looked completely different he's like i felt he goes but he uh he goes i felt so bad asking me that but he, i guess darren just played right along with him so um yep and uh which is which based on his our conversation here it sounds like he was like you know i could see that him just Oh yeah, sure. I, if I could, if I could see him, I, I would help you or whatever. You know, go right along with for it. For sure, for sure. I think um, you talked about ring orientation earlier. Um, it's more scary outside of the ring. Um, and, and, and I'm going to give another shout out to Two Tough. And, and I know why Rodney's laughing. And I, I've had to learn to laugh at it myself because this was painful. But uh, but a shout out to Two Tough for finally getting rid of these. But there was a while at Grindhouse where we had these dreaded wooden stairs. Oh, I remember those. Oh, yeah. I had to chuck those. They wobbly, wobbly, wobbly. Yes, the wobbly those. one, my, you know, I mean, I, you know, they, yeah, wobbly, but also very awkwardly placed. Like, you know, when I've seen wrestling, so my visual perception is these steps that are in the corners, you know, by the turnbuckles. These steps are just strategically placed just right on the side, but not in the middle of the side of the ring. And so I roll out of the ring. I'm trying to figure out when to get back in the ring. I'm listening for my opponent's footsteps and I go crashing over these steps multiple times. Because you don't know where you're at once you roll out of the ring. The, the square stays a square. There's no, like, this is the front, this is the back, this is the side. It's all square. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, when he finally got rid of those, I paraded. I, that was one of the best days ever. Wow. I didn't know he got rid of them. So, that's uh, that's amazing. That was uh, Those wobbly wooden stairs, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, they had to go. I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm revamping that arena. Well, now I can't just say just me. Um, I guess I just spearheaded. Uh, tough and I... We were making changes, and for yeah. the best, for the best. That's good. That's good. We actually did a live uh, episode of Ringside for the promotion called the EWE when they used to run out there, and mm-hmm. um, we did a live. Uh, this is uh, I, re- I refereed that night. This is uh, I, I don't know if I was with OVWE yet or not, but um, and uh, we did a lot. And so I remember. So the arena we've we've done Ringside podcast has done so many things in the arena. Um, as well, so yes, we uh, we know that plays very very well. So whatever you do to ramp it up and 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 make it um, better than what it is, that's I'm all for it. Look, and if you all if y'all need a benefactor or anything, uh, I'll get you my wife's number, and uh, we'll see what she. Can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, so yeah, um, tell her I'll lay I'll lay a blessing on her. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, so where can uh, where can they find you at, uh, Darren? On the um, on the on the because I know you I know you have a social media when it comes to Instagram because you re- reached out to our show on that. But where can they where can they get you at on on places like that? Yeah, Instagram, uh, Darren the Inspirer. Um, I'm I'm working on a Twitter. I think it's Guaranteed eighty eight. Uh, so it's kind of like guaranteed, but D A R R E N T E E D uh, eighty eight. The year I was born. Um, <clears throat> also on Facebook, just under Darren Harbour, uh, spelled with a U, H-A-R-B-O-U-R. And, and I hope to, uh, be, uh, between the documentary and hopefully a YouTube channel uh, coming out soon called Satisfaction Guaranteed. Um, you know, and, and it's just a platform to, to illustrate that imagination is beyond sight and you can really do what you want to do. Um, I have a podcast uh, that I'm working on, um, the Imagine Blind Players podcast. It's a theater company I started for people who are blind and visually impaired who wanted to do theater the traditional way, just like everybody else. We don't use canes. We don't use our guide dogs. We get up there and we play the roles just as they are written in the script, just like everybody else. And we learn the body language and such. And the podcast is talking about how we ran our seasons uh, from 2016 up and through the pandemic of the year 2020, the year the blind taught the sighted how to see. And, um, and that's going to be uh, coming soon as well. So um, I hope to get all this uh, launched uh, prayerfully, but again, everything is in the Lord's will. I'm not, I'm not rushing anything. I'm just kind of riding the wave of the Lord and, and it's, and it's been very much uh, a good ride. Um, earlier you mentioned crazy Steve. I, I would love to have a conversation with him one day about how he, overcomes you know flying off the ropes uh you know i i I climb silks and stuff like that but i there is definitely a little bit of a hesitation of the the flying off the ropes i i told myself if i ever have a top rope finisher of any kind i'm I'm, i know i'm gonna call it the leap of faith um so so i will hope to get to talk to crazy steve and more people in the business uh, as this progresses to wherever it goes yeah absolutely no doubt um and and you now you brought up something I, I was going to end. I didn't really have any more questions, but you brought up. Do you have a uh, a guide dog as well? Do you do you use that or just a cane? No, um, I I love all of God's creatures and, and creations, but I don't prefer um, service animals uh, or pets. I think that uh, they are very useful. They're they're really great. And actually, at the time I was going to acquire one, I was going to get a service uh, pony or miniature horse. Um, and, uh, they, they live longer, uh, they're a little more accurate and, and, and they do get the job done, but with the lifestyle that I live and as much as I move about, I feel like that service animal wouldn't have as fulfilling of a, of a partnership with me as maybe someone who isn't, you know, climbing silks and, and worry because those, because those, those dogs, they love us. They really, you know, I have friends yeah. with service animals and they really, they become a part of our family. They really love us. They care about us. And I couldn't imagine having my dog on the side of the ring, you know, crying because i'm you know getting suplexed you know or or if i'm on stage and it looks because there's times i've been when i'm break dancing where i almost fell off the stage and i felt the heat from the light and i kind of bagged up and i can't take them in the ring with me or on stage with me or in the circus with me i mean i can take them on stand-up comedy but then they'll, then they'll still a show you know <laughs> but um so i just think with the lifestyle i have um a service animal uh, is is not uh, in the present plans but me and my cane or if I don't have anything, as Ronnie has seen, I'll run into it and roll off of it. And if nobody saw it, I'll try to play it off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, okay, that's. Uh, I'm just curious when you mentioned that. I, I was like, I wondered if that was something you've um, experienced or, or um, had. Um, Ronnie, where can they uh, get you on the social media? 
Oh, the good old social media. Uh, you can find me at uh, Ronnie Roberts or Triple R Superstar on Facebook. Um, I am at Ronnie Reverend on Twitter and Ronnie underscore Roberts one on Instagram and go out and follow all the grindhouse pages. We've got a grindhouse website, grindhouseprowrestling.com. You can find us at uh, Facebook as grindhouse pro wrestling Academy. Um, Twitter to grindhouse X uh, Instagram is grindhouse pro wrestling as well. We are doing big things at grindhouse, I think. And uh, you know, it's definitely worth a shot to bring your family out and be entertained once a month on a Sunday. That is for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, guys, thanks for coming on and, and talking. It, 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 no pun intended, but this has definitely been inspirational. Um, and uh, we, I've been inspired. I, I know Jeremy said the same thing. He had to as well. And um, I, I just, I love your, Darren, I love your story. Um, I'm curious and 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 um, excited, really, to see um, what where you go from here, you know, and and, and where you take this to um, to see you grow. I'm I'm, I'm I can't wait to see that uh, documentary and all the other things that you you plugged and mentioned that you're going to be doing. Uh, guys, don't forget the Rumble Rumble is Sunday, January 30th, at the Jefferson Town Arena, at Jeffersonville Arena. Uh, at the 14, 1416 Spring Street in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And uh, bell time, you said it's at 3, is that right? 3.30. 3.30, there you go, 3.30. Uh, so be there and check that out. Um, and, of course, you can also find Rev Rev Ronnie at uh, OVW on Thursday nights at the uh, Davis Arena every Thursday there uh, and on television, on Fight TV and whatnot as well. So. Uh, guys, you can get us all on the podcast avenues, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio app, Our Heart Radio, uh, Stitcher, Spot, I, I don't know. I just Everywhere you can listen to podcasts, we're there. I, I can't even name them all. There's so many. It's 114 different platforms. Or just go to ringsidepodcast.com. You can get us on the social media, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook, at Ringside Podcast. Individually on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSC. And I can tell that my collection plate money has been noticed because... Uh, the Rev does follow me. That's uh, a little blurry on Twitter, so I appreciate you, good sir. Yay, man. Yay, man. All right. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to you all, actually, for bringing Darren on and bringing me as well. Um, you know, he, I, I know from the outside in, he's a special case, you know, and everyone looks at him, you know, like his, his arch nemesis likes to call him a charity case all the time, but... <clears throat> Darren is much more, he's well beyond that. There's no charity given. Mm -hmm. He has knocked down so many doors that have been closed in his face. And I, you know, I don't know if you've heard, he's heard me say this, but I am super proud that I, you know, that we, our paths have crossed and I've been able to help him achieve one of his goals. And like you said, I am super excited to see where he's going to go from here. Absolutely, absolutely, Darren. You I have appreciate any it, all of you. Yeah, you have anything else you want to say before we close out? Hey, I appreciate all of you all. Um, I I appreciate the love of of just togetherness and and working towards you know a common goal. Um, you know, I I definitely appreciate the the training, the mentorship, and and everything that this wrestling family has provided. And and I can't wait to see everybody out on the thirtieth. Um, I'm glad to have you guys a part of the Inspiration Nation. And as always, I get all praise and esteem to the Most High God. Um, and thank you guys for having me today. 
Absolutely, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. In the meantime, in between time. Until next time, you can catch us ringside. See ya.